Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is November 2nd, 2022, and our first story. Real Clear Politics has updated their projections. Republicans are now set to win New Hampshire, giving them 54 seats. Democrats, of course, are panicking. And Joe Biden is going to give a speech tonight about the dangers of denying elections. Thanks, Joe Biden. After the midterms on the 8th, Democrats are going to need to be reminded why they shouldn't be denying elections. In our next story, uh, Elon Musk, he's already starting to cave to the woke mob, meeting with several grievance institutions and saying he will not be reinstating anybody until the panel reviews why they were banned and they set a policy for this. One small step, but the erosion. Eventually, you caved to the cult. Our next story. There is some promising news here. Elon apparently did restore a Republican who's running. So it seems like he's trying. But will it be enough? If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. Tonight, Joe Biden is going to give a speech where he discusses the danger of denying elections. And I want to say thank you, Mr. President. It is very respectable and honorable that you would come out six days before the midterms telling everyone not to deny election results. Because, of course, after November 8th, we are going to see the Republicans had won in a massive red wave. At least that's the latest projections. The Daily Mail, citing real clear politics, is now saying the Republicans will win even New Hampshire. Decision Desk is saying Oz is likely going to win in Pennsylvania, giving Republicans 54 seats in the Senate. So, of course, with such a tremendous and crushing defeat, it's very important that Joe Biden come out and brace Democrats not to deny the election. Warn them now. Hey, it's very dangerous, right? Then, of course, when they lose, he can say, you remember what I said? We all agreed, right? Here's the reality. Joe Biden is likely going to come out and say, we face the apocalypse. Election denying Republicans must be stopped. Oh, they're so dangerous. Sure. Right now, we're being warned of diesel shortages, which in turn will mean food and gasoline shortages. We're being told inflation is through the roof. We're being told that we are facing an economic crisis. And now the Fed has just raised interest rates. And what do we get? Hillary Clinton coming out once again with utter nonsense. You've got insane conspiracy theories from the left 
And you've got the unhinged of the Democratic Party saying, in reality, Republicans are actually going to lose. My favorite from one liberal podcaster saying Democrats are going to come out in force and it's going to leave the news scratching their head. How did this happen? Now, of course, based on the data we're seeing showing even Fetterman is about to lose, I got to say, most of us believe it's going to be a red wave for a variety of reasons. Even in New York, we saw this the other day. Zeldin is taking the lead over Hochul. It's a, this is New York. It's a Democrat state. Now, I know upstate New York does get fairly red. But even in New York, we're seeing polls shift, which uh, New York City, I should say, which is absolutely surprising. Despite all of that, I must warn you, or I should say, even with all of that showing promising outcomes, do not count all of your chickens before they hatch. I strongly advise everyone to go out and vote now. Tell your friends, get your friends and family together and go vote. Early vote voting is happening right now. And just because the media is coming out saying you got it in the bag does not mean it's true. In fact, I'd argue potentially means the opposite. They want to lull you into a false sense of security. And then sure enough, I would not be surprised if after November 8th, we're getting a bunch of news reports for whatever reason. The Democrats actually did better than anyone expected that they're winning. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I'm not saying I think it's probable, but I'd be like, well, you know, there you go. How many people right now seeing this news say, ha we won. I don't need to go vote. That's a mistake, a big mistake. Now, I do have to ask why Fetterman decided to debate Dr. Oz to show off the world that he was incapable of doing the job, I suppose. And now we are seeing the reality. Regular Americans, they're looking for core issues, crime, inflation, gas prices. But what do they get? Abortion? Seriously, that's what they're campaigning on in Florida and New York. Sure. I guess a lot of people are concerned about it, but most people, even women, they're looking at gas prices. They can't get their kids to school. So what is going on? Well, we'll see. The election is next Tuesday, less than a week away. So let's read the news and I will give you some hopium to show you that uh, as time goes on, it's starting to look more and more like it's not just going to be a red wave. Not just a red tsunami, but a red great flood. And as I said before, Democrats, you best be building your ark now if you expect to survive this one. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work directly. Click that join us button and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored members only shows from TimCast IRL, as well as the Cast Castle vlog and Tales from the Inverted World. And you will be directly funding all of our journalists. The most important thing. With your support at TimCast.com, we keep our journalists gainfully employed, and we even have field reporters, so we're doing a lot of awesome stuff. The company is growing, so don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and pick up at the TimCast.com store. Stand your ground. This is our new shirt. It's a rooster, and he's yelling, and he says, stand your ground. Why? Because the noble rooster will sacrifice his life, if even to buy his hens only a few seconds to run from a predator. When a predator approaches, the, the rooster will charge full speed, knowing he's not going to survive, but allows the hens to escape. Stand your ground. Be like the noble rooster. Pick up your shirt, flag, sweaters today over at TimCast.com. Here's the story from the Daily Mail. Democrats brace for disaster. With six days until the midterms, poll projection shows Republicans taking four seats in the Senate. 
and gaining 31 seats in the House. Yo, wow, man. This close? Yeah, this is apocalyptic. They say the GOP had for months been forecasted to take back the House, but Democrats saw hope in enough Senate races to avoid a foregone conclusion of total defeat. As of Wednesday, however, that appears to have changed. Now, I want to point out in the past week or a few weeks, the projection, projections showed Republicans getting only 53 seats. They thought Democrats would win New Hampshire. Now, based on the incoming data, nope, New Hampshire joins the ranks of a Republican gain, giving them 54 seats. Rising crime and concerns about the state of the economy, including inflation, appear to have won out as the top issue for likely voters. And may I remind you, with less than a week to the election, we're getting reports of diesel shortages. One, one uh, distributor said East Coast cities may run dry for a few days. So brace for that. We're also now hearing that the Federal Reserve is hiking interest rates again as inflation rages on. It could not be a worse. It's a perfect storm for Democrats. And I must add a little bit of sweetness. White House brags about Social Security check increase caused by inflation. The White House tweeted Social Security is going to be jumping up thanks to Joe Biden. And then Twitter slapped a fact check saying actually it's because of Nixon and it's because inflation is really bad. So they deleted the tweet. Talk about a perfect storm. The Daily Mail says polls have projected a discontent among Americans with how Democrats have handled both. Though neither party has seemed to net a decisive majority on public trust to stop rising crime and fix the economy, the vast majority of surveys show voters favor the GOP to oversee them. And if only because Democrats are currently in charge. And so people are saying, you know what, I will take anything else. Republicans are now projected to pick up four seats in the Senate. According to Real Clear Politics, for a total of 54 GOP lawmakers to 46 Democrats, including the two independents that caucus with the left. So let's be real. If you want to get technical, it's only 44 Democrats. The poll aggregator's latest analysis shows Republicans flipping Senate seats in Nevada, New Hampshire, Georgia, and Arizona. All four states have Democratic incumbents being challenged by GOP candidates aligned with Donald Trump. Democrats are not forecasted to pick up any seats according to the analysis. Pennsylvania, where Democrats were hoping to take over retiring GOP Senator Pat Toomey's seat, saw tides turn recently against progressive populist John Fetterman and in favor of Trump-backed celebrity physician Dr. Mehmet Oz. Fetterman, the state's lieutenant governor, had enjoyed a comfortable lead in the polls for months before his one and only debate against Oz last week showed the Democrat was still struggling with auditory processing and some speech issues caused by a stroke he suffered in May. And in Ohio, left-wing populist Tim Ryan had beat initial expectations to run a close race to replace outgoing GOP Senator Rob Portman. But that too seemed to fade as Republican J.D. Vance surged ahead on voters' economic concerns. On the House side, Republicans are forecasted to win 228 races compared to 174 projected Democratic victories. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Ark Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. That means that even if the left wins all 33 toss-up races, they would still fall short of the 218 threshold needed for a ruling majority in Congress's lower chamber. I would like to um, I would like to let you all know these projections are based on the polls, but the polls were wrong in 2016, 2018 and in 2020. Why would the polls be correct today? Well, some argue the pollsters have updated based on their their errors in 2016, 18 and 2020. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not buying it. You know why? Well, They got it wrong in 2016. You'd think they'd have fixed it then. They claimed to have, but in 2018, sure enough, they were wrong again. Still, Democrats did pick up some seats. They took the majority. They said, well, we were wrong about that, but we're going to be right again in 2020. And lo, they were wrong again. So come to me and tell me you think they're changing their polls and fixing their research. They ain't doing it. So if they're saying this, I'd be willing to bet it's worse than that. According to the Real Clear Politics projection, there are 13 lean Democrat seats. 33 are in toss up territory. How much do you want to bet? They go Republican. Why? In 2020, the whole projection map was skewed. Looking at like 538 and these other outlets, they were all wrong. New York Times, I think it was, said that all of this, here are the districts that are lean Democrat. The lean Democrat seats turned out to be Republican. And there were even several safe Democrat seats like in Miami and in South Texas that turned Republican. So let me say, first and foremost, to be very careful. Hey, man, the Democrats could win. Absolutely. They're coming out with all these projections, making you feel all good, warm and toasty inside. And then sure enough, come election day, they say we can't count the votes. Mail-in votes are still coming in. And then sure enough, the Democrats win for whatever reason. But I will say, based on what we've seen so far, there's a strong possibility, I don't know, that even some of these safe Democrat seats turn Republican. So they're saying that Ron DeSantis might actually win Dade County. This is an urban stronghold. This is Democrat. Bridget Phetasy on the Joe Rogan podcast as one of her family members, a staunch Democrat, voting DeSantis. Now that says a lot. So we will see. Here's what I must say to all of you. If this is true, now more than ever, do you need to go outside and go charge and then calmly walk up to the polling station, fill out your ballot with a smile on your face and bid them farewell? 
if it is true that it's looking like the Republicans might win the majority, what you really need to see happen is a supermajority. Now's your chance. I'm not saying the Republican Party is good. Not a fan, to be honest. But there are so many MAGA Republicans, populists who are running that if they get in and they do win, you will actually see them get some commanding control in in Congress. We may see subpoenas and inquiries right now. You've got these people begging for covid amnesty. A simple majority in the Republican Party in Congress may be good, maybe a super majority or even a veto proof majority. Now that would be tremendous. Now, as it pertains to Democrats in the Senate, I don't know how I don't I don't think it's actually possible to get a veto proof majority. I could be wrong. I think that's like 66 seats, meaning Republicans would have to pick up like 12 more seats, which I don't I don't think is even possible to be, be completely honest. I'll tell you this. It'd be really incredible if Republicans were able to pick up six more seats. Now, that would be an insane proposition. So I don't know. But let me let me tell you something. New York. This is really interesting. New York's Democrat. I don't know how many seats they got up in New York. Do they say right here? I don't know. Is New, New, New York appears to be up. They say it is. They're not not every uh, uh, state is actually going to be up for uh, reelection in terms of the Senate. But if they're saying that Zeldin is actually up in uh, uh, this is battle for the Senate is actually up in New York. We're talking about a statewide vote. What's to stop a Republican senator from winning in New York? And I'll stress this again. If the governor projection right now, take a look at this. This says congressional vote. Let me pull up the governor projection here. Real clear politics. They're saying right now they think New York is going hokal. But we do have some data. Let me show you here. Robert C. Cahaley says new Trafalgar group, New York poll is turning out to be one to watch with Zeldin holding a razor thin lead in a statistical tie. I'm not so confident Zeldin can beat Hochul. I don't know. We'll see. You got to have faith. You got to have confidence, right? Okay. If, if in New York, a Republican has taken a razor thin lead over Hochul, I'm telling you guys, if you live in New York, get out and vote. What if, what if a Republican wins the governorship? What if a Republican wins the Senate? I know it sounds like a long shot. In the governor's races, they're saying Republicans are going to pick up five, five states. That's tremendous. What if in New York, y'all go out, vote, get your friends to vote, and you actually cause a massive shift? That would be absolutely tremendous. I'd love to see it. They go on to mention with six days until the midterms, the Daily Mail says the poll was taken between October 26 and 31st. This is a, a poll showing 51% of likely voters would pick a Republican on a generic congressional ballot, while 47% chose Democrats. In September, 50% of people said they'd vote Democrat to 47% siding with the GOP. So here we have 538's uh, generic ballot showing Republicans up 1.4 points. Apocalyptically bad for Democrats. I know it's, it's wishful thinking, really. Over at Real Clear Politics, you've got three-point advantage for Republicans. I know it's wishful thinking, but seriously, guys, New York is the place to be. If you are in New York right now, do not be defeatist. The news is telling you Republicans are going to win. 
This is your chance. Don't make it a simple victory. Make it an overwhelmingly crushing defeat for Democrats. Make them regret every psychotic policy they've ever pushed. Force them back into reality with such a mind bending defeat. They say, where did we go wrong? And the party implodes on itself. Win in New York. That means if you're in New York, talk to your neighbors. Call your friends in New York, call your family and ask them if they're voting. Make sure they go out and vote. It's the best you can do. You have an opportunity right now. The polls are saying there is a chance. Think about how insane it would be if New York goes Republican. It'd be incredible. New Mexico, Colorado, Minnesota. What's the polling like in Minnesota? I don't know, but I'll tell you guys. We're looking at in Minnesota for governor 0.43 up for the Democrats. Let's do the Senate projection. Maybe we need the Senate map. Actually, do we have Minnesota here? We don't. Uh, Minnesota doesn't have any uh, Senate seats up. Okay, so that that makes sense. And I don't they're showing New York is up, but I don't see them actually in the polls right here for New York. Maybe there's just no real good Republican, you know, chance, I suppose. I don't know. Oregon. Now, here's what's interesting. They're saying Oregon in the governor's projections might actually go Republican. They're projecting it in Oregon. What do we got here? They don't got the they don't got the polling data down here, but they're showing Oregon going Republican. Why not the Senate? Get it. Get out and vote. Take a look at this decision desk HQ. This is fascinating. They're saying Dr. Oz has a 53.9 percent chance of winning the election to Fetterman's 46.1. Amazing. Here we go. The White House. You see, you're wondering why it's happening. The fumbling, bumbling White House accidentally gloated about inflation. Newsweek reports a White House tweet about Social Security check increases is getting some grief and a label from Twitter. During a campaign stop Tuesday in Florida to denounce Republicans' economic intentions, President Joe Biden discussed Social Security and inflation in a gaffe filled speech. And on my watch for the first time in 10 years, Seniors are getting an increase in their Social Security checks, Biden said. So checks are going to be up and Medicare payments are going to be down. The official White House account tweeted seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through Biden's leadership. Uh oh. Twitter then added context, adding information that thought that people might want to know. The label reads that people will receive a large Social Security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment, which is based on the inflation rate. It also references how in 1972, Nixon signed into law automatic benefit adjustments. Uh Uh-oh. Joe Biden's administration just accidentally told everyone that inflation is so bad, it's leading to a massive spike in Social Security. Whoops. So what did they do? Yo, they straight deleted the tweet. That's how bad it is. From our good friend Defiant Ls on Twitter. USA Today. On January 20th, 2022, President Joe Biden said Wednesday, the 2022 midterm elections could easily be illegitimate if Congress does not pass voting rights legislation. And then 10 months later, Biden will address the threat of election deniers in a speech at 7 p.m. Wednesday from Washington's Union Station. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the pre-election deniers are added again now. I don't know what's going to happen come election day. We have no idea. The cult is right powerful, my friends. So get 
out and vote. But here's the news from NBC. Biden is expected to echo past warnings he has made about the threat posed by Republicans who have continued to spread false information about the validity of the 2020 election. Oh, I can't tell you. It's very frustrating to hear bad information from people about 2020. Now, there's real concerns. Time magazine ran their shadow campaign article. We all saw that concerns about ballot harvesting and things like that. Many of these things were not probably properly adjudicated. I agree with that. But man, you know, it really is frustrating to hear people say insane things. Look, they're, they're, they're insane things being said. People claiming that Trump would be inaugurated on March 3rd, the true election day, or that he was secretly the president. And yeah, OK, none of that turned out to be real. And sure enough, people believe the nonsense. So why then is Joe Biden coming out and then spewing nonsense himself? Why is he not calling out, I don't know, Hillary Clinton and every Democrat who denied the 2016 election? Funny how that works. From NBC, President Joe Biden is set to deliver remarks Wednesday night on the importance of protecting democracy and the threat posed by election deniers as part of his final pitch to voters heading into midterms next week. In the remarks, Biden is expected to echo past warnings he has made about the threat posed by those who spread false information about the validity of the 2020 election. OK, this is actually great. Sure. So after the Republicans win, here's what I expect. We can all take these clips of Joe Biden saying these, these election deniers are bad, and then we'll just post them in reply to people denying the results of the midterms. How about that? President Biden has been speaking about democracy for the entire time he has been in office. We are not a democracy. We've never been a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Get it right. The remarks will take place at 7 p.m. at Union Station, blah, blah, blah. He'll be making the speech from Capitol Hill. And uh, and why will he be making the speech on Capitol? Hill? Because on January 6, we saw violence geared towards subverting the democratic processes, processes. So it's an appropriate place to make these remarks tonight. You see, that's their campaign. That's their pitch to you. I know gas prices are super high. They hit five bucks. They had a record. I know in California, they got nearly to 10 bucks. But don't think twice about any of that stuff. The real problem is MAGA. The real problem are the Republicans who want to lower your gas prices. From the Daily Mail. Deplorables 2.0. Hillary Clinton blames ill-informed Americans for rising GOP fortunes across U.S. and questions whether voters really understand what a midterm red wave would mean. Oh, I know what it'll mean. It'll mean there's going to be inquiries into the illegal and illicit activities of many, many different people. Well, I got my fingers crossed. I can tell you this. Democrats ain't going to investigate themselves. Many Republicans probably don't want to either, but I'll take my chances. How about that? Clinton made the remarks in an interview on Tuesday with MSNBC host Joy Reid, who asked the former president, the former uh, Democratic presidential nominee. Sorry, that one. That was just wishful thinking on her part. Never came to fruition. The former Democratic presidential nominee, whether she believed voters grasp what Republican majorities in the House or Senate would mean. The dismissive comments echoed her 2016 election gaffe when she called Trump supporters deplorables. Quote, I think that with all of the noise we've gotten in this election season, I don't think people are really able to grasp that. But more importantly, I'm not sure they really understand the threats to their way of life. They may think that whoever's chairing a committee, you know, kind of they may think that whoever's chairing a committee, you know, kind of abstract. What? Clinton continued by arguing that Republicans are going to put Social Security and Medicare up for a vote. 
The claim refers to a proposal from Senator Rick Scott to sunset all federal legislation after five years, which would require Congress to pass laws again to keep them on the books. A brilliant, brilliant proposal. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Please support it. You see, so they tried to find a way, say, oh no, oh no. Sunset clauses would be incredible. It means that bad policy goes away and it has to be re-voted on. This is tremendous. So what do they do? Well, that means Social Security is gone. No, it just means you got to vote on it again. It actually means you'll be forced to talk to your constituents about why you will or won't be supporting it. A good idea. Biden and Democrats have hammered the plan, saying it would put Social Security in the chopping block. But Scott insisted he doesn't know one Republican in favor of cutting the retiree benefit programs. Clinton continued saying, why every Ameri- uh, wondering why every American's not up in arms. We've got lots of problems right now in our country. We need sensible people to come together to try and solve them. I just love the idea. This is a sunset all federal legislation after five years. Yeah, that means things like the NFA, doesn't it? Ooh, I'm really, really excited for the prospect of that. The government shouldn't just pass laws and then they just last forever. That doesn't make sense. If you want to change the Constitution, amend it. Our statutory laws should be updated and voted on. Every five years, they should sunset. That's a brilliant idea. Clinton, of course, is losing her mind. Oh, here's why. House GOP asks Elon Musk to hand over info on Twitter censorship of Hunter Biden laptop. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, it's coming. And I want to see it. Right now, Republicans are hoping that with Elon Musk running Twitter, he may actually help them out and give them data that Twitter was withholding. Elon better do it quick before he becomes complicit or an accomplice. Right now, Elon Musk is the sole head of Twitter, and he can go through all this and say, we're going to release it to you. But if he sits on it or hides it, now he's just part of that same machine. This is where we're at now. Some actions show promising uh, features for the Republicans, not all of them. But if the Republicans win, we may actually see subpoenas. We may actually see actual committee hearings. I'm down. If it's all we get, I'll take it. Now, I would prefer some real accountability, but this is the close we can get so far. Take what you can get and keep forcing the conversation in the right direction. The Examiner reports a top House Republican investigator is calling on Twitter owner Elon Musk to hand over any and all company records related to the social media giant's decision to suppress stories about the Hunter Biden laptop ahead of the 2020 election. Quote, committee Republicans are investigating the Biden family's pattern of influence peddling to enrich themselves and President Biden's involvement in these schemes. Comer wrote to Musk on Friday. As part of this investigation, committee Republicans are reviewing the role big tech, including Twitter, played in supporting the Biden campaign in 2020 by suppressing certain stories implicating the Bidens. Hey, Republican Party, don't forget the FBI and DHS's involvement in this. You might want to get them to answer for it as well. From Fox News, Washington Post column calls for Biden and Harris to drop out of the 2024 race. 
unfitness has been demonstrated. Sure. What about Fetterman? Yeah, Fetterman should drop out too, right? What, uh, what, 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 what are you saying here? What unfitness? George Will called on Biden and Harris to not seek the White House in 2024 in a scathing piece Wednesday, calling them unfit for office. Will, a conservative known for his staunch opposition to Donald Trump, was unsparing, writing that Biden is not just past his prime, but even adequacy is in his. <laughs> wow. Even adequacy is in his past. Woo. Of Harris, he wrote her style betrays a self-satisfied exaggeration of her aptitudes, lacking natural talent. She needs to prepare, but ev- evidently doesn't. Will voted for Biden in 2020, the first time he has ever supported a Democrat, but he wants a new candidate. In 2024, the Republican Party might present the nation with a presidential nominee whose unfitness has been demonstrated. After next Tuesday's sobering election results, Democrats should resolve not to insult and imperil the nation by doing likewise. Woo! Spicy. Will wrote Biden's recent falsehood that he had signed a student debt forgiveness law was an alarming reminder that he shouldn't seek another term. Rather, the handout was done through executive action and not a bill signed into law that passed by a vote. By a voter, too, he said. As Biden erroneously claimed. How about he lied? Biden was not merely again embellishing his achievements, Will wrote. This is not just another of his verbal fender benders. There is no less than dismaying explanation for his complete confusion. What vote? Who voted? Quote, it is frightening that Biden does not know or remember what he recently did regarding an immensely important policy. He must be presumed susceptible to future episodes of similar bewilderment. He should leave the public stage on January 20th, 2025. I think sooner. Do you guys see the photo of him holding his hand up? Many people pointed to open scars on his hand. They look like IV marks. So what IV treatment has Joe Biden been getting? I'd imagine he's been getting vitamin drips. I don't know for sure. Medication of some sort. I'd imagine he's probably getting some like rejuvenation therapies. Uh, Maybe Joe Biden hit up our good friend Joe Rogan, asked him about NAD plus nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. They say that this potent formula rejuvenates you, triggers cellular regeneration. Maybe. Maybe he's getting a um, extended state psilocybin trip to remove the, what is it called? Amyloid plaque. I don't know. Ian, Ian was talking about it last night on IRL. I don't know what he's getting. Maybe it's just saline and vitamins. Who knows? Maybe he's not even getting an IV. I don't know. But the dude clearly is unfit. So what comes next? You asked for it. Trump 2024 campaign prepares for post midterms launch. And here we go. Ooh, I'm excited for this. Mr. President, former President Trump, be honored to have you on Timcast IRL. We'll bring the mobile studio to you and have an amazing conversation about your plans should you announce 2024. You'll love to see it. Donald Trump has said some alarming things about jailing journalists I don't like. I'm not a fan, and I want to challenge him on it. I am not a fan of a lot of things Donald Trump did. I am not a fan of the people he hired, but I certainly think a bull in the ivory tower is better than the establishment batting down the hatches. So I say, Donald Trump, sure, 2024. We'll see. You know, I do have my fears. When Donald Trump joked about jailing journalists to force them out their sources, 
you know, look, man, I don't care for these these woke fake journalists. But I tell you this, if I had a source who released information, maybe maybe there's something that's damning to the Clintons. And Donald Trump says we need to know who that source is so we can deal with this. And I'm, I'm not going to jeopardize people who risk their lives to get this information out. Not going to happen. If Trump came to me and said, we're going to lock you up until you tell us, I say you're wasting your time. Tell me where to stand because I'll never give you my sources. Give you a better example. Trump wants to know who was leaking to the press, who leaked the Roe v. Wade stuff from the Supreme Court. I get it. We should know there should be an investigation. The journalists, you leave them out of it. Because think about what this means. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, he has sources. Imagine the government went to him and said, we are going to jail you, James, until you tell us who your source is. I assure you, James O'Keefe will say, fine, but I'll never tell you. And they'll lock him up. And eventually they'll be forced to release him because the purpose of contempt in this can only be applied under the pretext you will eventually give in. But I assure you, James, nor I, and many others, we would never betray our sources. It's never going to happen. So there are worrying things Donald Trump has said, for sure. I'm sorry. I'll take it over whatever the Democrats have to offer. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Well, I will confess, I am still very happy that Elon Musk purchased Twitter. The ensuing outrage was sweet enough. And if in the end, as I've already stated, he just nukes the platform, so be it. There's so much wrong with Twitter, whatever. I mean, it's, it's got a value to it. But Elon Musk is folding. He's saying he will not reinstate new accounts until at least a few more weeks because his, he needs to build the process to do so. And of course, I can already hear many of the sycophants saying, oh, but, but he has to do it, Tim. He has to do it. Yeah. Almost four years ago, Jack Dorsey told me privately, we are working on a path to redemption. Trust me. Don't worry. Once we get it set up, people can come on back. That never happened. Jack Dorsey still claims I don't know what he's doing now, but he's making that blue sky protocol thing. He wants to make a free and open internet. He told me when I went on the Joe Rogan podcast, he says the goal is to make a blockchain social media. And I said, I don't even know if I agree with that. That's a little too far, dude. Like you should be able to to ban some stuff. I mean, if you create an immutable ledger and someone posts like child abuse or something like, hey, you know, we, we do need some degree. Is that it? Was that the game? The big ask? Come out and be like, we want to make it so that anyone can post anything and it can never be removed. And then we go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We actually do want some censorship. We don't want political censorship. We want censorship of like, if someone posts child abuse, if you know what I mean, the police need to, you know, shut that down. There's, there's, there's limits, right? Well, here's where we are right now. Elon isn't just saying he's not going to bring back these accounts. He's outright saying that he's working with organizations that have made bots and spam and fake news and are solely based on grievance to make money. Congratulations, Elon. I don't I don't I don't I don't have as much faith as a lot of these people have. A lot of people are saying, you know, it's it's you just just wait, give Elon time. No, no, for sure. I totally get that. And Elon taking over the platform is still a net positive. But yo, Last Friday, I said 
When Elon announced he was not going to be reinstating people, I said, here we go. The same excuses we've already heard. If Elon isn't willing to come into this platform with a sledgehammer, he's not going to come in later and fix anything. Here it is. Yoel Roth tweets, we're staying vigilant against attempts to manipulate conversations about the 2022 U.S. midterms. Read on for independent analysis of our team's work. (sniffs) Renee DiResta, happy one week before the midterms. Here's a report we just put out on six networks that Twitter released to outside researchers. Five of the six had a fair bit to say about American politics, including the election. They varied between fake Dem and fake Republican perspectives, and that's the EIP partnership. It's amazing. Here, I just want to make sure this is clear. Here's a report we just put out on six networks. Here's a report we just put out on six networks. We just put out. I want you to, I want you to hear that, okay? I want you to hear that. Yoel Roth says, read on for independent analysis of our team's work. Sounds a whole lot like you're working with Rene DiResta, Yoel Roth, and Elon Musk. Now, of course, I can get into all of the grievance organizations Elon's working with, but let's just start with this tweet from Mike Cernovich. New Knowledge, an organization, got caught buying Russian bots to follow Roy Moore on Twitter during the 2018 midterms. That's an odd source to rely on for an independent analysis of the 2022 midterms. Ah, and here we are. Rene DiResta is the director of research at cybersecurity company New Knowledge. That's right. They made bots. They got caught. Elon, who are you working with, dude? Now, I can certainly understand he doesn't know, right? Maybe he doesn't know he's actively working with the machine. Yeah, sorry. I'm not going to buy it. As much as I can gloat and laugh about Elon pissing off all of these woke lunatics, we have pointed out Elon is far from perfect. There's a lot of issues with Elon Musk. We are happy that he's making jokes. We are happy that he says, I'm going to buy Twitter because they banned the Babylon Bee. But then he's not taking action. So of course, net positive for sure. It's still a win in the sense that all these whiny leftists cried and threatened to quit the platform. But Elon is folding and he's folding fast. Cernovich goes on to say, when Russian bots began following Roy Moore in 2017, it was treated as a huge national story. Moore was mocked for blaming Democrats. Yes, Democrats bought the bots and hoaxed the willing press. Now someone who works for New Knowledge, the same firm, is on 2022 Integrity. Quote, we orchestrated an elaborate false flag operation that planted the idea that the Moore campaign was amplified on social media by Russian botnet. The report from New Knowledge says, absolutely incredible. Mike says, They literally bought Russian bots to follow a Republican during the 2018 midterms, creating a huge media circle based on their hoax. Purchasing bots and then pitching yourself as an expert to the media to explain that the bots' presence is proof Russia wants a candidate to win is deliberate election disinformation. New knowledge orchestrated the hoax. Now their executives are doing election integrity in 2022. What? Here, here. He was going to say, it's absurd that a new knowledge executive would still be on the site after after a confined bot buy, let alone be relied upon to oversee election integrity in 2022. New knowledge orchestrated a pure hoax designed to manipulate voters in an election. Uh-huh. And Twitter is actively working with the DHS. How about that one? Elon Musk. Oh, here's the glorious fail tweet. 
Elon Musk himself tweets, talked to civil society leaders, Jay Greenblatt, ADL. I'll give you the organizations. You've got two ADL there. You've got another individual from Color of Change. You've got Justice uh, CEO of the Free Press. Oh, the Free Press. I love that. They advocated for banning Alex Jones because they didn't like the things he had to say. Free speech, eh, Elon Musk? Norman Chen, the Asian American Foundation. Actually, I don't have a, I don't have a big issue with with uh, some of these. Just to be to be, to be to be completely honest, I mean it's fine if he wants to talk to the Asian American Foundation, the the NAACP. I get it. You've got the Bush Center, sure, I guess. Ken Hirsch and Sid, Sidney Benavides. This is Lulac. Lulac is. Are they gonna? Let's just pull that up real quick. The uh, Puerto Rico working to empower Latinos at every level. These are grievance-based organizations. They exist because they can tell you that bad things are happening. I want to stress this right now, and I hope you all agree with me. I am more than willing to pay $8 per month for a top-tier professional account on Twitter. I really, I really am. But that's under the assumption that Elon is fixing the platform. I will not give any money for verification or premium, whatever, so long as Elon is not freeing the political prisoners. At that point, when he reinstates these individuals and allows free speech on the platform, then I'd be willing to pay for it. No. In fact, I will stress this right now. I have Twitter blue. Not only will I not pay for the $8 for the verification, I am going to cancel my Twitter blue right now When Elon Musk follows through and unbans the political prisoners, then I will absolutely buy. You see, this is a point our good friend Luke Rydkowski made on Timcast IRL. By making Twitter a paid premium service or introducing this, it takes some of the load off of advertisers and gives the power to the consumers, making you the customer, not the product. That's a good point, Luke. That means If Elon Musk doesn't do what we want him to, we don't buy his product. And hey, more power to you, Elon. Good luck. The left won't pay for a product unless you ban us, and we won't pay for it so long as you are. Good luck. I told, I I said this was going to happen. It's exactly what I said. I said, Elon doesn't understand. We are the compromise. You see, this is exactly the problem. The libertarian types, conservatives, independents, and post-liberals, we said we are okay with the left being on the platform saying stupid garbage. Let them have their free speech so long as we get ours. I'm not coming out calling for the banning of people unless they actually advocate violence or commit a crime like posting child abuse. So here's what you get. Elon Musk says, talked to civil society leaders about how Twitter will continue to combat hate and harassment and enforce its election integrity policies. And there it is, my friends. In response directly to a tweet from a from a new knowledge executive, an organization that made bots and manipulated the platform. And Elon Musk is working with them to make sure, okay, you know what? I'll pause there. Maybe Elon just didn't know. Elon, if you didn't know, buddy, I get it. Not everybody knows about the new knowledge story. Maybe the tweets from Mike Cernovich was a a wake up call. 
Maybe you're like, whoa, we should not rely on these organizations. They're evil. How about this, Elon? How about you want me to spend money on your platform? Release all information pertaining to Twitter's collaboration and conspiracy with the Department of Homeland Security as reported on by The Intercept. Release all of those documents. And I want to know, release the URL to Twitter's government portal that allowed them to flag takedown requests. You want a, you want a penny from me? Then you do you do it. There is no reason, zero, that Elon Musk could not, in a sign of good faith, just come in and said, "Babylon B, you're reinstated." And even if just the Babylon B, hate and harassment. What's hate? Come on, come on, Elon. Tell me what hate is. Is hate when the Babylon B makes a joke? about a man of the year? Is that hate? It is. Who do you think you're talking to? Organizations that rely on grievance to make money. Not one of these nonprofits could come out and say everything's fine. Then why would anyone donate to them? I'll tell you this. I did nonprofit fundraising. You know what they say? A sense of urgency is a core component in fundraising. So if any one of these organizations comes out and they say, "Uh, you know, things are actually improving, guys. Uh, We're going to keep working, but it's getting a lot better. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm pretty sure it's the ADL that claimed globalist was an anti-Semitic slur. Incredible. That's what you want? Fine. Our good friend Cat Turd, Cat Turd 2 apparently, I think the first one got banned, says, when it comes to unfairly suspended accounts being reinstated, it looks like Elon Musk is only listening to the same a-holes responsible for the BS and other far left groups who could always say anything they wanted. The only group targeted conservatives are getting shafted. Well, I'll, I'll pause right there, Cantor. Anti-war leftists also did get banned. There were individuals who were working for RT who did nothing wrong who got banned. So it's, it's not just conservatives, but it's mostly conservatives. But I don't think that's the core element there. Anti-establishment is the core element. Conservatives were uh, the MAGA Republicans came in, gained tremendous power because of Donald Trump and because of, well, I should say because of the sentiment of the American people who were fed up. And this meant that you had a very large faction of anti-uniparty, anti-establishment voices, predominantly conservative. But that's who the real target is. Just so happens to be the largest faction of that group is conservatives. So yes, Computer Colonics responds, good name, by the way, the advertisers weighed in. Money speaks. Yeah. Okay. I understand that Elon wants to uh, get off reliance on advertisers. Ron Coleman says, what's your source for this claim? Ron, how about that large advertising groups threatened to boycott ad buys? Some have already canceled their ad buys. If they, that the threats were, if you reinstate Donald Trump, we boycott. Several organizations, media, media buyers already did. Elon's sweating it. He's got to pay back some of these loans. Where's his money coming from? Uh-oh. You see, that's the problem. When Elon first tried to buy the platform, they, they screamed and said no. Then all of a sudden they were like, no, you buy it. He's like, wait, no. Because I think 
they realized what their attack vector was going to be. It was going to be that Elon is going to be forced to pay out and Twitter is going to collapse. I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest, I'm happy with that. You know, a lot of people are like, Tim, you sure do talk about hating Twitter a lot. Yeah, I do. Like, it's, it's, it's got its net positive for sure. But it's, 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 I don't take this platform seriously. I think y'all need to understand. I used to. I used to actively report on the ground and Twitter was this vehicle. Now, you know what I do? When I tweet stories, it's so that I'm putting a placeholder on them so I can come back to them later. That's basically it. When we're setting up Timcast IRL, I go on my Twitter and I look at the things I tweeted and I'm like, oh, here are the stories. It's, so it's still got a utility for me. But talk about a ne- it's, it's a negative user experience. You come on the platform and you just feel bad. And that's the way it is, I guess. So here you go. Politics USA says CNN refuses to pay Elon Musk for Twitter verification. Business Insider reported they asked 14 news organizations and the answer is inconclusive for now. The New York Times, The Washington Post, Vox Media declined to comment. Spokespeople at nine other outlets did not return requests. One outlet CNN gave a pretty firm no. It is highly unlikely that CNN would cover verification costs on behalf of all employees. One might expect that if Twitter does enact the policy, TV networks might want to keep the verification of some employees like star on air talent. I just don't see it. Elon Musk says to all complainers, please continue complaining, but it will cost eight dollars. Okay, bro. Okay, dude, fine. I think that's fine. The only problem is Elon has now shown that he's going to be working with the the people who want censorship to stop hate. I'm not interested, dude. I am not going to spend eight bucks a month. I'm not going to spend the three dollars I already am to hear you say that you are going to work with the grievance industry. Sorry, I'm going to cancel Twitter blue right now. This is the game. This is it. Let me tell you, my friends. Stephen King and these far leftists are like, I ain't giving you any money, Elon. And so he says, keep complaining. They're like, you support hate speech. So we're not going to pay. So what does Elon do? He plays this. Well, you know, we're going to go and uh, talk to these grievance or organizations. And then I say, OK, you lost me. I'm not a customer. You know, Jeremy's Razors, The Daily Wire, stop giving money to people who hate you. Now, I had Twitter blue. uh I don't know. I, I, was, I was on the Android app. I signed up for it. And I've, I've not really noticed anything valuable coming from it, to be, to be completely honest. Maybe they made some money from it. But it's all the better reason to just cancel it anyway. There's this thing. Basically, the reason I bought it was it was like you get free access to articles on Twitter. Never worked for me. No, seriously. I, I'm on the app and I'm supposed it's like free with Twitter blue and I click it and it still locks me out. So whatever. Let's do this. I hope those of you that agree with me, I think this is a fair compromise. Sticks and Hammer tweeted, you know, give Elon time. He's got to make this this council has to be reasonable. And these people are like, Tim thinks that Elon should just unban everybody right away. I didn't say literally unban everybody right away right now. I do think there should be a freeing of political prisoners. But I said to Jack Posobiec on the show, you can't just unban literally everybody. Some of these people committed crimes. So it's like you, you need a process that I understand. That being said, the Babylon B, Jordan Peterson, come on, carpe donctum. If you want to play, if you want to play these games, you need to show good faith. Elon Musk could have walked in day one and said, Babylon B, free, you're free. Keep posting. He could have walked in and done, and done that. OK, fine. Let me let, maybe maybe he's done something like that. I want to see it to all the complainers. 
when you release the political prisoners, I will spend that $8. I assure you, but not until then. So when you roll out the $8 verification thing, I don't care about a little blue check. I really don't. I mean, I got it. I'll keep it. I'm not one of those stupid lefties who's like, I don't even want to be a blue check. It's so dumb. It's like, oh, okay, verification has its purpose, I suppose. But I mean, I've got like a bunch of followers, so that's probably just good enough anyway, right? 90 days. That's what he says. That's, that's, that's the story. They're going to roll out this purchase program, and then you have 90 days. Okay. If within, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. At any point, Elon, any point that you unban Donald Trump, that you unban Carpe Donctum, Project Veritas, Carl Benjamin, et cetera, et cetera. At any point you do that, I will sign up. But so long as these people are banned from the platform, I'm not interested. And I hope you all can agree with me in, in, that far. Like, stick sex in him. If you guys think he needs time, okay, how about that? But I, I request of you, don't spend any money on the platform until Elon proves he's actually going to do it. And I'll tell you why. Do you want to know why you don't pre-order video games? Don't make the mistake. You pre-order and then you find out they lied and then the game sucks. Yeah, we don't, we don't pre-order games. I used to. Not anymore. But you get all the fancy bonuses and the special armor set. Not playing that game. I ain't going to pre-order anything in the hopes of free speech. You give Elon the money and then he says, I already got your money. I don't got to do anything. Make a stand and make a point. Here's, here's how it works. I go to McDonald's. I say, I would like a meal. They say, okay. They, they, you, you pay, the food lands on the counter. I want to know for sure that Elon's actually selling the burgers before I just hand over eight bucks. Now, one could argue you got to pay before you get, right? Yes. But at McDonald's, I can see them cooking the burgers. I want to see Elon cooking the burgers. I want to see Elon. I want to see those burgers lined up under the heat lamps, ready to go, fast food. So I tell you this, you, you show me the product exists and you will be unbanning these people. And I will gladly give you more than $8, Elon, for this service. I would prefer that we be the customers, not the advertisers. But until then, I am playing this game. I'm just absolutely not interested in crossing my fingers and hoping. Elon says, Twitter's content moderation council will include representatives with widely divergent views, which will certainly include the civil rights community and groups who face hate fueled violence. Okay. Who is engaged in the largest degree of violence in Vandal? Oh, it's Antifa and the far left. They'll lie and say it's the far right, the far right, the far right. So here we go again. Libertarians, independents, etc. have routinely offered up compromise. The left says no compromise. Elon says both sides, both sides. You bring you both in. I'll tell you what's going to happen because I said it last week and I said it the week before and I said it months before. The left is going to come in and say, fine, censor these people and we'll be happy. And it'll go, okay, fair compromise. But that's literally what Jack and Vijay were doing. So I'll make one other point. I'm not interested in spending any money on this platform so long as this report about the DHS goes unanswered. Elon, you now have you're at the helm. You need to assign just just tweet this, tweet this, tweet that you've assigned someone to review the DHS collusion and you'll be putting out a report and I'll be happy and I'll say, OK, all right. You know, I, I, know, I know that one's going to be tough, but you want me to spend money unban the political prisoners. Otherwise, ain't happening. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.
After seeing Elon Musk announce that he's working with the grievance institutions over policing hate speech and harassment on the platform, many people, including myself, are skeptical that things are going to improve. But at the very least, you can still revel in the outrage as Elon Musk does do some stuff. This is interesting. Adam Parkamenko says, so Twitter is going to be for the January 6th people? Gross. Here's what happened. Jenna Ellis says, whoa, Arizona Secretary of State candidate Real Mark Fincham was suspended on Twitter. Elon Musk, this shouldn't happen a week before the election. Elon Musk says, looking into it, followed by from the Arizona Daily Independent, NewsGuard certified, of course, Musk comes through for Fincham after Twitter account locked. The report on Monday, chief twit Elon Musk blew up the Arizona related Twitter sphere when he came to the rescue of Republican Secretary of State candidate Mark Fincham after he was locked out of his account. Fincham posted on Facebook, they won't say what I did wrong, Elon. This is not free speech. He asked his Facebook friends to tag Musk on Twitter. Attorney Jenna Ellis did as Fincham requested and got a response from Musk himself, who said that he was looking into it. Of course, that's what uh, really pissed off this uh, Adam fella. Who is he? Democratic strategist. He is. Oh, Midas touch. Oh, you know, we love them. You see, there's good and there's bad here. Here's the good and here's the bad, right? The good is that, uh, okay, great. Mark Fincham tweeted, we're back. Thank you, Elon Musk, for stopping the commie who suspended me from Twitter a week before the election. Twitter is much better with you at the helm. Thank you. Uh, I, I do agree that it is much better. We are back, blah, blah, blah. Mark Fincham then quoted uh, an image of Musk's profile that says Twitter complaint hotline operator. And he says, nice. Here's the good news. I don't know exactly if Elon Musk intervened to unban this guy, said he was looking into it. Maybe he did. That's what we want to see. And we've seen a few examples that appear to show Elon Musk is doing something. But there's questions around why he hasn't unlocked Jordan Peterson or the Babylon Bee yet, when they're like the easiest examples of him being able to go in and just do this. Some have argued he doesn't want to show bias. It doesn't matter. You can clearly see they're already losing their minds. They're already saying, no, don't let the Republicans use the platform a week before the election. How insane is that? I understand that Elon's got a long way to go. I understand that if we're going to hope for any real change, it's going to take some time. I accept that, but I will stress the point I made earlier. And for all of you, I hope you join me. No giving Twitter money until we actually see political prisoners freed. I'm not saying Elon Musk has to unban every single person. He has to show us that he's actually working towards doing it. This is a good step, but I don't know exactly what happened. So I can tell you this. The Babylon Bee, unbanned. Project Veritas, unbanned. What did Veritas do wrong? Why are they still in Twitter jail? You want to argue about someone who broke the rules? Fine, but Veritas didn't break any rules. As far as we can tell, they only accused Veritas of running, running fake accounts. Doesn't seem like Veritas did that. James O'Keefe denies having done that, but they banned him anyway. So let's see it. How about this, Elon? If you want good faith, prove it. Prove that Veritas did something wrong. You got evidence? Prove it. Otherwise, I ain't giving you any money. I'm not going to give any money to the platform until I know they're actually doing the work. It's like I said in my other segment. If you go to McDonald's, you can see them making the burgers. You can see the burgers slide in the little tray with the heat lamps. You know it's right there. Okay, fine. Here's the money. Give me the burger. If I see them actually doing the work, I'll believe it. But so far, here's what we did see. 
we see Elon Musk tweeting that he's working with fake news and grievance institutions. That may as well be me going to McDonald's and watching them chuck the burgers out the window. It's like, okay, well, I'm not convinced you're going to give me one because you're throwing them out the window. I suppose if you really wanted it, you got the window and get it. But I'm not sure I buy it. One thing we do know is that the saga continues. You know, my friends, there is a lot of news to talk about. But there's just so much juicy stuff going on with this Twitter thing. You I just got to you got to you got to keep up with the news from Business Insider. A Twitter employee shared a picture of his boss in a sleeping bag and mask on the office floor, illustrating Elon Musk's new hardcore work culture. And don't forget from Reuters, more Twitter officials leave gutting top management. He's got his work cut out for him, man. And I can't imagine how hard it must be. But I will stress this point again before we start reading into this article. Elon, you're not going to win playing a game of pull the, the, the left and the right together. <clears throat> the right's already compromised. They've given everything. That's it. Twitter banned Alex Jones. For what reason? He made a metaphor. That's, that's really it. He, he, he made a metaphorical statement and they said, call to violence. Seemingly colluding with the entirety of big, t- of big tech in Silicon Valley. How about Project Veritas? I'll say it again. I understand there's a lot of accounts that shouldn't have been banned. Carpe Donctum, for instance. Why is it that Project Veritas got banned? Now, of course, what are the leftists saying? They're saying it's not real journalism. It's not real journalism. So who cares? What's the right saying about the left? The left journalists should be allowed on the platform. You see the problem? This is what's going to happen. If we do not hold Elon Musk uh, to the highest standards, he will say this. The right is okay with some censorship. They hate it, but they'll, they'll, they'll stay on the platform. And the left will not tolerate allowing the right on the platform. The end result, as I've stressed, Elon is going to compromise with far left organizations, and he already is, to ban the right and not the left. Now, maybe one difference we may see. Elon Musk starts banning Antifa. I think there's net positives here for sure. I think he's making the Twitter employees actually work. Take a look at this. A Twitter employee shared a photo appearing to show his boss asleep on the office floor just days after Elon Musk took over the company. The photos show Esther Crawford, director of product management at the social media giant, wearing an eye mask and wrapped up in a sleeping bag on top of a sleeping mat. She said, When your team is pushing round the clock to make deadlines, sometimes you sleep where you work. I am absolutely not okay with that. You know, look, Elon, you can run your company however you want. But um, for hygiene reasons, yeah, no, uh, not interested. Now, I will I will admit where we are with our studio, there's actually rooms and, you know, like pullouts and futons and things you could sleep on. I would not be okay with someone sleeping on the floor, and we do not take kindly to people sleeping at the studio as it is, but some people do sometimes for some reasons. You understand, I get it. Sometimes there's nothing you can do, and I don't blame them. We try to avoid it, but it's a reality. We, we actually say don't, but if someone does, it's not the apocalypse. Maybe your car broke down. Maybe you've got a deadline that's like 2 a.m., and you need access to the machines, you end up saying like, it's not safe for me to drive home because I'm way too exhausted. You fall asleep. Ain't nobody going to cry about it. Okay. We just, we just say, don't, you know, if it's an emergency and it ends up happening. But uh, as much as I can say that, 
What I do want to say to Esther Crawford, you have my respect, tremendous respect. I'm impressed. I don't know much about this person, but based off this, hey, man, that's the kind of employee that Elon Musk should be promoting. As much as I'd say like, hey, don't sleep at the office, your willingness to do whatever it takes to get the job done warrants some time off, some relaxation. You shouldn't have to do this. But I actually think it's very impressive. It is unclear where the photo was taken. Jones's Twitter page says she's based in New York. Insider reached out to both Jones and Crawford early uh, Wednesday morning, but they did not respond. Crawford tweeted Tuesday that she is very proud of efforts at Twitter to quickly shift gears and bring this new vision to life. I dig it. I really do. Look, I think Elon is, is, is walking towards a pit trap with trying to compromise to these leftists. But if this Esther Crawford really is just like, whatever you say, boss, let's get it done. I'm like, wow, that's, that's gumption right there. Elon, promote this woman. Staff at Twitter have been clopping, clopping, clocking up much longer hours than usual since Musk took over, with his team assigning them big tasks on tight deadlines. Some staff at the company see the assignments as a test by Musk's team to see who works hard and worry their job could be on the line amid the looming threat of layoffs. I like it. More importantly, very impressed by someone willing to sleep on the floor to get the job done. If it were me and I was the boss and I saw that, I'd be like, hey, you don't have to do that. Point taken, however, we do have employees who, for for a variety of reasons, had to sleep at the office. And we say, hey, don't sleep at the office, but respect. You know, you know, it it is what it is. It's a a, a net positive. Just just don't do it. All right. An internal message told Twitter staff working on changes, the company's verification process. The expectation is literally to work 24 seven to get this out. CNBC reported that Twitter managers have told some staff to work 12 hour shifts seven days a week. Okay. well, here's the other story. More Twitter officials leave gutting top management from Reuters. In an expanding exodus of Twitter's top management officials, including its advertising and marketing chiefs, left the company in the past few days, according to statements and a person with direct knowledge of the matter. The departures come after billionaire Elon Musk's takeover, blah, blah, blah. We get it. He fired the top executives. Sarah Personette, who is chief customer officer and ad boss, tweeted on Tuesday she resigned last week, adding to advertisers uncertainty over how the social media company will change under Musk. Okay, here you go. AOC hits Elon Musk's possible Twitter verification charge. Let's talk about the mistakes that Elon Musk is making. AOC says LMAO at a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that free speech is actually $8 a month subscription plan. What a duplicitous scumbag AOC is. Yeah, that's not ever what happened. But her whole thing, the progressive left, is just lie and spit and piss all over you. Nobody said free speech was eight bucks a month. In fact, Elon said Twitter is going to be free. But if you want a special tier service with special features, eight bucks a month. Free speech? No, the free speech is free. Twitter's current lords and peasant systems for who has or doesn't have a blue check Mark is is over, Musk says. He said something out. He said it's BS. Okay, let's play this game. I think it was, uh, who was it, Durbin, who said that uh, Twitter has been inundated with hate speech since Elon's takeover. Sarah Bareilles and, and a bunch of other celebrities are like, I'm quitting this platform. I refuse to be on here with hate speech. Tony Braxton said, it's no longer safe for my sons. Gee, Elon, they're lying about you and your platform. What are you going to do? What do you do? You give them the middle finger. That's it. 
Elon Musk has changed no policies. They say, oh, but he fired people and people left. Sure. But Yoel Roth, I think his name is, and uh, he's he's the anti-Trump guy who's been enforcing all these policies. Still there. Still enforcing the policies. Still taking down hate speech. So no changes have been made. So why are these politicians and leftist celebrities lying about it? Oh, because they're liars. So Elon, are you going to pander to people who are lying about what's going on? Or are you going to say, you can't win them all? That's what I'd say. It's one thing if you have people on the right who are like, I want to say that I hate people. And the left is like, we don't want hate speech. You're like, okay, well, we've got a cultural problem here. It's another when you are literally doing what they ask and they lie about it. What are you going to do? You going to get on your knees for them? I would not be surprised. Bringing in some of these organizations like New Knowledge. Dude, are you kidding me with this? If you missed the earlier segment, Elon Musk, Twitter is apparently working with an organization that manufactured bots to smear a Republican to try and steal an election. I think it worked, actually. They admitted to doing it, a false flag operation. They admitted it. And Twitter's working with them? Laughable. Elon Musk, of course, came out and announced that he was going to be working with a bunch of leftist organizations to police hate. You can't. Hate is an emotion, a part of the human experience, and it is free speech. Let me tell you, I hate cilantro. And I will be damned if I'm not allowed to say what I hate. Now, some people hate other people. You're allowed to. Hatred is a part of the human experience. And I would encourage people not to be hateful. But part of neutralizing that anger and that hatred is working through it, talking it out, not just hiding it or covering it up. So what you're saying is if somebody has an opinion that is hateful to another person, you're going to police that. Harassment I get. But hold on there, Elon. I certainly hope when he said he was meeting with these organizations, it was to tell them, hey, we have a block button and a mute button. I don't really block all that many people. I only block people who are bad faith manipulators, but I mute people who are annoying all the time. So what's to be done? The tools exist. Betty Johnson tweeted at Elon Musk. He says, dear Elon Musk, I want you to succeed at Twitter. This critique is based only on cold, hard facts. You will never restore public trust at Twitter when the guy in charge thinks 100 million Americans who support America first are literal Nazis. Not possible. Yo, Yoel must go. Yoel Roth said, yes, the person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. <laughs> Benny Johnson says, I'm not a hater or a doomer. I have cheered on Elon's acquisition from the get. But this is the brutal reality of the situation. To restore public trust at Twitter, you must remove from power the people who atomized it in the first place. I agree. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What does this mean? One, any employee who had a role in the censorship of Hunter Biden's laptop story is irredeemably compromised. 
This was an anti-journalism act of malevolent election meddling bordering on criminal. It will not ever be forgiven by conservative users of Twitter. Here, here. How about this? You, let's one up things because I'm sick of compromise. I will not pay $8 unless Elon gets rid of the people who censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. I want to see information on the DHS and what Twitter was doing with the government. And I want assurances that they will stop. I want to see the political prisoners freed. Betty Johnson says Twitter's safety board must have a true conservative or two appointed real champions for free speech and native Twitter power users. This would truly restore trust with 100 million Americans who have been denigrated by this platform. Restore balance to the force, Elon. Elon responded, absolutely agreed that the Twitter safety board should have people from all viewpoints. I just do not believe it will happen. Jack Posobiec tweets, keep your getter, truth social and telegram accounts up and running. That's right. One person responded saying, yes, Elon's Twitter will expand the allowable allowable views on the platform, but only within an establishment approved Overton window. He does depend on continuing government approval and patronage for his SpaceX business. After all, I guarantee it. I will make a bet that Elon Musk will not allow absolute free speech. And hold on. I do not mean calls for violence or criminal activities. Some argue that's absolute free speech. What I mean to say is Elon Musk is not going to allow hate speech. It's never going to happen. Elon Musk will not allow hate speech. Why? Because advertisers do not want to be next to hate speech. That's it. I don't know how you solve for that. YouTube doesn't allow it either, but this is a problem. It's a very serious problem. Some things like the word globalist are now being called hate speech. There's no limit to what hate speech is or can become. So when many people come out and say, I have a problem with groups of individuals who are powerful, wealthy, international elites who believe in a one world government, we refer to those people as globalists. And then the ADL, who Elon Musk is working with right now, says globalist is an anti-Semitic slur. Don't say it. Okay, well, what word do we use to describe anyone of any background who wants a one world government? Sorry, there's no word for that, I guess. Globalist just specifically refers to Jewish people, apparently, says the ADL. What does that mean about the ADL? What are they saying? Hmm. Well, good work uh, um, joining with uh, working with them, Elon Musk. Here's the point. Some people need to be allowed to say things. That's it. If somebody wants to rag on international subversion, whatever you want to call it, one world governments, and then they come out and say, this is actually hate speech. Are you going to ban them, Elon? But it's hate speech. But the advertisers are going to pull out. There's no winning. The only winning is you saying, no, we will not take people down for this. But that's a problem then, because you have people coming on the platform and spewing racial slurs. It sucks. But that's the Internet. People are legally allowed to say those things. You argue, but the advertisers don't want to appear next to it. Too bad. Because one day it's your any old racial slur, which I absolutely think are abhorrent and terrible. But the next day, it's the word woman. It's the word Wimixen. It's the word groomer. You see what they did there? I was locked out of Twitter retroactively. I'm sorry, a, a tweet I had up. 
specifically referring to an image of an adult showing sex images to children. I said, that's a groomer. They locked me out months later because they arbitrarily changed the rules because the left went to advertisers and said, if you do not get off Twitter, then you'll regret it. So what are you going to do? Bend the knee? It's already happened. Elon should have come in and told the grievance organizations, screw off. Sorry, I can't help you. They're already lying about your enforcement and what's happening. And they're already causing an advertiser exodus. Appeasing people who lie will not work. Now, still not positive. Okay, I'll say that. Elon coming in and unbanning, assuming he did, this this Republican, he can do certain things that other Twitter leadership was unwilling to do. I'm just not convinced it's going to improve that much. You're still going to have people who are banned. Hate speech is still going to be banned. Misgendering policy, I imagine, will still likely exist. Why? He's not unbanning Babylon B, is he? A politician got locked out. He, 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 he let him back in. But the Babylon B? Nope. Why would he? I think maybe and slowly over time, we'll see some improvement. I do think he's going to expand what people are allowed to say. But eventually, the far left lunatics will threaten advertisers. The advertisers will tell Elon Musk, you ban this person or else he'll say, well, I don't want to lose $60 million. There it is. People are already pointing out, even on the left, that Elon has already abandoned ideology for profit. Maybe he realized the platform can't operate unless he brings money in. Uh Uh-huh. Good luck. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.